Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. And tonight, house sitting for Randy Moss, it's Jana and the Sherpa. <laughs> so, I am not Jana. I am the Sherpa. Jana, welcome to the program this evening. Hi, how are you? I'm great. The Randy Moss has a really comfortable couch, I'll have you know. So, anyway, well, why don't we... I'm reading the pantry. <laughs> you're reading the pantry? Yeah, I bet there's lots of good stuff in there. I, I found a note on the fridge just saying, help yourself. So, hopefully, I, I, I left something you for you. You should be but okay, we'll then. <laughs> yeah, we should. I, I, he's going to be out of town for a few days. I don't know when he's coming back. Maybe, I think he said sometime in January, but we'll see. So, anyway... Why don't we, why don't you tee up the, the, the agenda for tonight's show and tell us what we're going to be talking about. Well, we're going to look at all the injuries. We might even talk about Randy Moss for a minute. I hear he's changing time zones maybe. Um, we're also going to break down each game, tell you who to start, who to sit. Uh, Scott might make some more crazy wagers with me. I don't know. It could get wild. Um, we also have a couple strategy topics, if time permits. Um, and throughout the show, feel free to get a hold of us and share your opinions or call in, whatever works for you. We're here from 9.30 to 10.30 Eastern, as we are every week. And you can contact us through Twitter at the number 4THNInchesShow. Uh, that's the number 4THNInchesShow. Or you can email us under the same handle, the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. Or you can call in at 347-677-1608. That's 347-677-1608. You can call in with any fantasy questions or just to tell us that we're awesome, whatever floats your boat. <laughs> you can also find us during the week on fantasyfootballsherpa.com. There are blog posts every couple of days, and the Sherpa also writes for the Huffington Post. He's some really cool football-based articles over there as well. And one thing we're not going to talk about tonight is how our listener Shane is beating both of us in, in our fourth and inches <laughs> league. So don't get any ideas, Shane. We're not talking about that. So anyway, why don't we get right to it with the injuries since we could probably take up the whole show with them, although we don't want to. But So uh, what do you have for it's us? Not a, it's not a good week to be a professional football player. Oh, first of all, which, which teams are on by this week and who should we be avoiding? And then why don't we get into the injuries? Uh, this week, Miami, New England, Pittsburgh, and Seattle are all on buys. Obviously, you're not losing a ton with Seattle being on a buy, but... Uh, Pittsburgh's working on putting their new offense together with Big Ben coming back, so you don't have any of their assorted quarterbacks or Rashard Mendenhall, the receivers out there available. Obviously, Tom Brady, not in New England, but Randy Moss, you can still play this week since he's not a Patriot anymore. (laughs) In Miami, Chad Honey, Brandon Marshall, uh, Ricky Williams, Ronnie Brown, all not available this week. Well, I'm going to have to replace Alindo Mare, I think, on all of my teams, so that's that's going to be somewhat of a loss. But just interesting bit of trivia. I heard before that Randy Moss is actually only the second person in history who's going to be on Monday Night Football two weeks in a row. I don't know who the first one is. If anyone out there knows that, maybe you can let us know via Twitter or or uh, email then. So anyway, back yeah, to the Yeah, definitely, because uh, we keep an eye on all that throughout the show, so feel free. Um, But let's take a look at this mountain of injuries that we have here. So just bear with me for a minute while I go through these real quick. Um, First and foremost, obviously, Randy Moss was traded to Minnesota today for a couple of draft picks and maybe a bag of candy, not a whole lot coming back to New England. Um, But this gives Minnesota a solid downfield threat. Um, He's healthy, but many people aren't. First and foremost, Uh, Michael Vick took a really gnarly hit this week. He's got a rib cartilage injury. They say he's day-to-day, but I doubt he plays, so Kevin Cobb looks like he's going to get a chance to redeem himself in Philadelphia. Uh, Also, LaShawn McCoy has a cracked rib. It seems to be ribs are a real problem in Philadelphia this week, and it looks like he's probably not playing, so Mike Bell's probably your guy. Uh, Let's see, out in Arizona, Steve Breston and... Early Doucette are both already ruled out for this week. 
Steve Breston, still recovering from that arthroscopic knee surgery in early Doucette's got a groin problem, which will be a recurring theme throughout this injury list. It seems everybody has one of those. Uh, running back, a groin Ray problem? Question. Yeah. Um, oh, I think groin injuries are back, contagious. Yeah, and a few people got them while they were on bye weeks, which is a little suspicious. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds um, weird. Anyway, I'll, I won't interrupt. Um, so... Ray Rice is questionable with a knee injury. Uh, it's still too early to see if he's going to play or not. I suspect he will. Carolina's Steve Smith is day-to-day with a left ankle injury. Jay Cutler is day-to-day with the concussion still, but he did practice today, so it looks like he's trying to play this week. Cincinnati's Jordan Shipley is questionable with a shoulder injury. He's their number three wide receiver. No Sean Marino has been ruled out for Denver this week with a hamstring problem. Matt Stafford also is still not going to play this week with his shoulder separated. Uh, he's still throwing, though, so it looks like he's on his way back. Lions wide receiver Nate Burleson is doubtful with an ankle injury. Javid Best is questionable with turf toe, but he probably plays since he did last week. Andre Johnson still got an ankle issue. Very up in the air whether or not he's going to play this week. And the tight end out in Texas is also questionable with a hamstring problem. The Colts are leading the league in injuries, it seems like, with uh, Anthony Gonzalez. Looks like he's not going to play this week with an ankle injury. Uh, Pierre Garçon, questionable. He didn't play. He didn't even travel last week. Uh, he's still got a hamstring problem. Austin Collie's questionable with a heel injury. Donald Brown and Joseph Adai are both questionable as well with a hamstring and knee injury, respectively. <laughs> The Patriots' Fred Taylor, who surprised everybody by not playing last week, is out for this week again with a toe injury. Pierre Thomas is questionable with an ankle injury. Darius hayward Bay, who the Sherpa loves, is questionable as well with a groin problem, as is Stephen Jackson. Um, it looks like wide receiver Justin Gage out in Tennessee is day-to-day with a left hamstring injury. Clinton Portis, it was just announced, is out four to six weeks with a groin separation. Uh, it looks like Ryan Torian is going to be the number one running back there for the next few weeks. Max Hall is going to start at quarterback for the Cardinals as the carousel continues to spin out there. And San Antonio Holmes comes off his suspension this week. And looks like he's going to play, so you can insert him back into your lineup at will. And I think we've reached the end of the marathon injury report. <laughs> that was amazing, and I don't think you took a breath the whole time you gave that either. I feel like maybe I didn't. <laughs> okay. So are you ready to dive into the games and see which players are still are still with us and yeah, ready to go this weekend? Yeah, after all of that, let's see who's actually going to take the field this week. <laughs> all right, yeah, let's do that. Let's start off with Jacksonville at Buffalo. I think, well, obviously both of these teams, neither one of them is going to be playing in Dallas in February, but I'm thinking that Jacksonville is going to win this by maybe six points. I'm thinking 27-21. What, how do you see this one? You think those offenses can actually score that many points? Because I don't know if I do. (laughs) Okay. Um, I just think I'm glad that there are a lot of other early games this week, so I don't have to watch this. Um, But I do agree that Buffalo is a bigger train wreck, so I think Jacksonville will win, but I don't think it's going to be a barn burner. Um, But for Jacksonville fantasy-wise, I would not start any of their quarterbacks. I'm not in love with David Garrard or any of the other cast of characters there. You weren't impressed by his game last week? No. I I just am not a fan. (laughs) Okay. Um, If you want to start him, go right ahead, Sherpa. (laughs) No, this is your your team, your analysis. Um, I would start Maurice Jones-Drew. I think that's a no-brainer. Um, I would not start Mike Sins-Walker this week. He's just not producing right now. If you are going to start one of their wide receivers, I would say go with Mike Thomas. He's had a little bit better of a rhythm going. Um, Yes, start tight end Mercedes Lewis, who's been a happy surprise out in Jacksonville. I would say yes to the kicker because I think that's where most of the points are coming from this week, but no to the defense. If you're saying no to the defense, how many points do you think Buffalo is going to score? 
Not many. I just think that there's about 20 better defenses out there. Okay. I, I guess I'm one of those people that always likes to play matchups, and to me, this is that one actually. Actually, both these teams, I would play their defenses this week if I needed to start somebody. You know, if I had one of the, if I had Pittsburgh on by, I wouldn't mind playing either of these, just because I think, you know, that there's not going to be many points scored. But anyway, for Buffalo. Fred Jackson looks like he's going to be starting, carrying the bulk of the load now that Marshawn Lynch has gone off to wetter pastures out in Seattle. So he's some—he's the only guy in Buffalo I would start this weekend. I say no to the defense and no to kicker Ryan Longwell. I mean Ryan Lindell. I always mix up those two, but it's Ryan Lindell. I don't think I'd start either of them this week, but Ryan Lindell, don't start him. I'd say maybe for Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's obviously not – going to light the world on fire, but Jacksonville's defense against the pass is not that good. So if you're stuck for options, if you've been relying on on Matt Hasselbeck, hopefully you haven't been, but if, if you've lost him for a bye week, I hope not. Ryan, you probably won't <laughs> notice too much if you're using Ryan Fitzpatrick instead of Matt Hasselbeck. C.J. Spiller, maybe. Uh, again, it's unclear how much work he's going to get with Fred Jackson, but he's somebody I might start. Steve Johnson, not sold on him yet. He's another maybe for me, as are uh, Lee Evans and Roscoe Parrish. So, in short, Fred Jackson's the only guy I'm starting on Buffalo for sure. All right. I can agree with that. I just I think there are a lot more exciting games happening this weekend, so let's move on to some of them. Let's, let's move on to one of them then. Denver at Baltimore. So, everyone's... Everyone's sad in Baltimore about losing. No, excuse me. They're they're happy. Pittsburgh is sad. Baltimore, you know, they're they're three and one and looking pretty good. But I just I think Denver is actually going to pull off another road surprise this week and win this game. I'm predicting a score of 27-24 Denver. So, what's your take on this game and who do you like from Denver? I can actually agree with you. <laughs> it doesn't happen often. You should probably write this down. But, yes, I think that Denver may actually come out and surprise Baltimore. Um, and I, I like a lot of Denver's team fantasy value-wise. Um, I'm not a big fan of Kyle Wharton, but for fantasy, i say go for him, start him. I would start Lawrence Maroney as well since no Sean Marino is definitely not playing. Um, I also like Brandon Lloyd and Eddie Royal wide receiver, but I'm not interested in starting Jabbar Gaffney this week. I would say no to the tight end, yes to the kicker, no to the defense. Um, but I think it's going to be a close game. Brandon Lloyd, you would start him or no? Yes. You would. How about um, Carell Buckhalter? Mm, I... I I don't want to get too crazy because it is Baltimore's defense still. Yeah, I'm just curious about him versus Maroney, though. I mean, it seems like they like I like Maroney better than him. I think more. Maroney's going to get the, the bulk of the carries this week. All right. And on Baltimore's side of things, Denver's pass defense has not looked all that good, so... Joe Flacco, I would start him. I would start wide receiver Anquan Bolden, and I would start tight end Todd Heap, who is probable with a shoulder injury. I would say no to wide receiver TJ Hushmanzada. Yes, he caught the game-winning pass last week against Pittsburgh, but that was one of his five receptions for the season so far, so I'm not impressed. I would not start Baltimore's defense because I think there's the potential for Denver to score more than the 27 points I'm predicting for them, and also no to kicker Billy Cundiff. And maybe to Ray Rice, just Denver's run defense is actually pretty good. So unless you absolutely need him, I would try to find a better alternative this weekend. Same thing with Willis McGahee. And I would say maybe to wide receiver Derek Mason, hopefully have a better option there too. So why don't we move I think I'm a little higher on Derek Mason than you are, but otherwise I I think you're spot on. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm going to take my spots now and move on to the Kansas City at Indianapolis game. So everyone is wondering whether Kansas City is, if this is the end of the road for them or if they're going to 
maintain their status as the last undefeated team, and I think that everything, the wheels are going to fall off the wagon and everything's going to come crashing to a halt this week. I see Indianapolis winning this game 34-21. to yeah, I don't. I don't think this is even going to be close. I think that Peyton Manning's just going to cut Kansas City up. Um, but if you are in a two quarterback league, I think you still have to start Matt Castle just because. I mean, there are a handful of quarterbacks on the bye this week, and I think he's one of the better options. But if it's only one quarterback league, I don't think I'd start him there. Um, I would say yes to Thomas Jones at running back, yes to Dwayne Bowe. I would not start the tight end, though. The Colts' defense has given up the least amount of points in the league to tight ends. And I would say no-go for kicker or defense as well. And on the Indianapolis side of things, I totally agree with you about Peyton Manning. I think he's going to throw for 700 yards against the Kansas City defense. (laughs) And... Well, maybe that's a little bit of an exaggeration. But even if he throws for a third of that, he's useful for fantasy purposes this weekend. So start Peyton Manning as you almost always would. I would start Reggie Wayne, assuming he plays questionable with a knee injury. Same thing with Austin Collie and Pierre Garçon, although at this point it looks like Garçon might actually be more likely to play than Collie. Garçon practiced today and Collie didn't. So... Check back later in the week to see who's actually yeah, going to be. That comes down to game day, I think. Yeah, hopefully, if you're if you're not going to be at the computer at 11:30 Sunday morning, then I would advise just you know trying to find a, an alternative for for your Colts receivers. Peyton Manning's going to throw, mm-hmm. but we don't know who he's going to throw to this weekend. We just know whoever he's throwing to is probably going to put up good numbers. So. Dallas Clark yep. is someone who looks healthy and should definitely be in your lineup. I like the defense, and I like kicker Adam Vinatieri this weekend. I do not like Donald Brown, who is questionable with his hamstring injury, and I do not like um, White, their, their newest uh, wide receiver. I, I just don't think you can count on him yet. And running back Joseph Padai, who's probable with a knee injury, I say he's a maybe. I think Indianapolis is going to do most of their damage through the air this weekend rather than on the ground. But if you're desperate, you might actually see some of that uh, um, work through the air. So that's my take on that one. Moving on to a game that Jana will undoubtedly be watching if she's able to, and that's the Green Bay at Washington game. And I know Washington looked good last weekend against the Eagles, and I know Green Bay was looked like there was some internal dissension there after the game, but I this is one of those games where I just think Green Bay is going to be firing on all cylinders, and I see them winning this by a couple of touchdowns. 31-17 would be the forecasted score there. How, how do you see this, and what's, what's the prognosis for Green Bay players? Um, I think Green Bay probably wins this by at least 10 points, maybe two touchdowns. Um, I think Washington will put up some kind of a fight, but as a Cowboys fan, I am hoping they get crushed, and it's no secret that I love Aaron Rodgers as a fantasy football player, so I, I'm excited to watch this. I won't lie about it. Were you talking about the last place Dallas Cowboys? Listen, it's just not even nice to do that. It's just cruel. (laughs) But if Washington loses, we can get back in it. But... For Green Bay, I think absolutely you start Aaron Rodgers. Um, I'm not really excited by any of their running back prospects. I would only use John Kuhn as a flex player if you need to. Uh, yes to Greg Jennings. I would say yes to Donald Driver. Absolutely the tight end for Michael Finley. And yes to kicker, yes to defense. I think everybody's going to be getting you some points this week against Washington. And on the flip side of that, I don't think there's much you want to start on the Washington side. If Ryan Terrain is available in your league, if you're in one of those leagues that has Friday waivers, then go ahead and scoop him up and start him if you need him. He's worth starting, as is tight end Chris Cooley. But that's about it. Quarterback Donovan McNabb, who's probable with a thigh injury, I'd say he's a maybe. Running back Clinton Portis, as Janet said before, he's going to be out with a groin injury for four to six weeks, and there's some speculation that his Redskins career, if not his whole football career, may be in jeopardy. And Keelan Williams, he's another interesting guy. The Redskins were 
touting him, or at least uh, some people were touting him as a possible sleeper coming into the season, but then they cut him a few weeks ago when terrain looked good. But now it looks like they're going to resign him off the practice squad. If that's indeed the case and you're really desperate for a running back this weekend, I'd, I'd say sign him and plug him in if you really need him as a flex player. Wide receiver San, Santana Moss would be a maybe, and wide receivers Joey Galloway and, and uh, Anthony Armstrong would be no's. No to the defense and no to kicker Graham Gano. So that's enough of that game, right? All right. We, they don't even have to bother playing the game because we both decided it's not going to be close. So now moving on to one of the more interesting games of the day, even if neither of these teams is going to be in Dallas in February, and that would be St. Louis at Detroit. I think this one's going to be quite the shootout. I don't know if that's going to make people want to watch the game, but I think it's going to be very entertaining to watch. And Sherpa says that this one's going to be 34-31 Detroit over St. Louis. So, Jenna, what do you think, wow. and who, who who are you starting from St. Louis? Um, I think St. Louis wins this handily, um, and I don't I don't think it's going to be a shootout or even that super high of a scoring game. Um, I I don't know. I guess I just don't love Detroit. I don't really love either of these teams, to be honest. But um, I think you need to start Sam Bradford probably in a two-quarterback league, but given that you're down some quarterbacks this week, maybe get wild and start him in a one-quarterback league. It really depends what your options are. Uh, yes to Steven Jackson. Uh, I know he's battling an injury, but I think he's going to play. I would say yes to wide receiver Mark Clayton. No to the tight end, no to the kicker, no to the defense, just because I think there are better options out there for all of those positions. Um, but again, I think St. Louis wins this pretty easily. What do you think? Is is Laurent Robinson worth keeping an eye on? And is Danny Amendola going to be starting this weekend? Or Brad, Brandon Gibson? Or any of those guys worthwhile? Uh, I don't think they're going to give you enough value to trump a, a lot of other players that are out there. I'm not really high on any of them, personally. Okay. And now on the Detroit side, I obviously have some of them in my lineup just because I think they're going to win the game in a high-scoring game. So I would start quarterback Sean Hill. I would start wide receiver Calvin Johnson. Start tight end Brandon Pettigrew, who really seems to have some chemistry with Sean Hill. And start kicker Jason Hansen. I do not start Javid Best, even though he's been practicing this week. He's questionable with that toe injury. And St. Louis has a pretty good run defense, so I just don't see him doing a lot of damage this weekend to anything other than his toe. And I would say no to their defense because, again, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Wide receiver Nate Burleson, he's questionable with the ankle injury, as Janice said before. If he does play, I would say he's actually a maybe if, if you need someone, if you're down because of the bye week, if you're down a receiver. And tight end Tony Scheffler, who's been pretty much splitting 50-50 the receptions with Pettigrew, he's questionable with a concussion. So on that basis, I think Pettigrew looks to be in for a much better week than Scheffler. So definitely start Pettigrew and maybe on Scheffler if he's able to play. I can't believe you wouldn't start Best. I would absolutely start him. Why would you start somebody with a toe injury against a defense that's good against the run? I I don't think St. Louis's defense is that solid. All and right. I think he's good enough that he can overcome it. But let's look at Chicago. <laughs> yeah, let's look at Chicago. This This one two more teams that won't be playing in February. but So we've got Chicago at Carolina. I, I think you could really flip a coin on the winner of this game. I, I think neither one of these teams is going to be threatening for the playoffs when all is said and done, even with Chicago's fast start. I'm going to predict that Carolina wins this game 2017, but I'm not feeling real strong about this game, and I'm certainly not going to watch it. What do you think? Uh, I think Chicago wins probably by a touchdown. Um, really? I yeah. I I don't I don't know. Just a feeling. Um, but if Jay Cutler plays, which I suspect he will, I would start him. Um, my brother will be happy to hear that since he apparently has some kind of man crush on him. Um, yes to Matt Forte. Yes to Johnny Knox. Hmm. 
I was just going to say the Giants had many men crushing him last week. That's true. He took quite a beating. Uh, but yeah. he seems to be determined to play this week. So if he does, I say go for it. Um, I think if you need a flex player or you need a, a spot filled this week, maybe look at Devin Hester. But I'm not really blown away by anything he's done this season. I know people love the idea of him running something back for a touchdown, but eh, it, it, it doesn't impress me too much. I would say yes to tight end Greg Olson, though, yes to the kicker and yes to the defense, because I don't think that Carolina is going to put up quite as much of a fight as you think they will. I liked what I saw of Carolina in the game against New Orleans last weekend. Obviously, New Orleans wasn't hitting on all cylinders in that game. They didn't play their best game, but I I thought Carolina's defense showed signs of life, and Jimmy Clausen is obviously not going to be playing in Hawaii this year in the Pro Bowl, but I I think he showed some promise there. The the main thing that concerns me about Carolina is their wide receivers are either – you know, getting high ankle injuries or driving around drunk and getting cut from the team. So I just don't see that there's much there for Clausen to throw to. So even though I'm not wild about Chicago's pass defense, I would say Clausen's only a maybe because I just don't know who he's going to be throwing the ball to. Um, the only person I'm starting this weekend, he hasn't done much so far this season, but Dante Rosario, their tight end, Clausen's got to throw the ball to someone, and he might be the only guy out there who's who's eligible to catch passes in the way their wide receivers are falling like flies. So yes to Rosario, yes to the defense, because I think it's going to be a relatively low-scoring game, and yes to kicker John Casey. And I was getting really confused last weekend because John Casey and John Carney were kicking in the same game, and their combined age is about 152, so that was just blowing my mind. So anyway, those are the guys I would start from Carolina. I would not start Steve Smith, even if he is able to play. He's questionable with that high ankle sprain, and I just think there's got to be a healthier option. Yeah, he option didn't look so somewhere. good last week after he got hurt. He, no, he no. Off the field. No, he, he's got an air cast on, supposedly, and you know, I, I just don't think he's somebody you want to count on this weekend. Look for a better option if you can find it. So maybe the quarterback, Jimmy Clausen, running backs, D'Angelo Williams and uh, Jonathan Stewart are both maybes in my book just because I don't think they're going to be able to run much on Chicago. I think Chicago's defense just wore down and got tired last week because you know, the Giants were just running roughshod over their offense and you know, probably had a big advantage in time of possession. And wide receivers, Brandon LaFell and David Geddes, I would say those guys are both maybes just because Clausen's got to throw the ball to someone, and he can't throw it to Rosario the whole game. So that's how I see that game. I'm not particularly interested in it, but uh, we'll see. Shall we move on? Let's move on. All right, Tampa Bay, it's Cincinnati. And can we agree that that Cincinnati's going to win this game by a couple of touchdowns at least? Yeah, although I am a little bit concerned about Carson Palmer right now. I just I don't know what's going on with him. He threw for 370 um, yards last week. I mean, yeah, yeah one probably week. 100. Anybody can be good one week. If he's well, good again in the next couple of weeks, I'll I'll get back on the bandwagon. Yeah. All right. Anyway, what, what's your take <laughs> on Tampa Bay? Um, I would say only start Josh Freeman if you're in a two-quarterback league. Tampa Bay is not exactly an offensive firepower. No offense, guys. Um, Cadillac Williams, I'm only looking at as a flex player this week. He is dangerously close to losing carries. Um, I think since they're coming off a bye, he gets a set, you know one more shot this week to see if he can get it done. But if he doesn't put up some big numbers this week, I think carries are going to start getting dispersed amongst the other running backs. Um, I would say maybe on wide receiver Mike Williams, yes to tight end Kellen Winslow, no to the kicker, no to the defense just because they're not going to be stopping a lot of plays, and they're not going to be scoring a lot of points, period. I don't think they have much value for you. So if you're not that high on Cadillac Williams, then which of the other two guys there do you see getting more of the carries going forward? It's Kareem Huggins or LeGarrette Blunt? Which one of those two guys do you think you'd rather own, or which one would you recommend for the rest of the season? I would not recommend any of them. I think... If Cadillac starts losing carries, which I sort of feel like is going to happen, I think it's going to be a 50-50 split between 
Huggins and LeGarrette Blount. I don't feel like anybody's a superstar out of that team right now in the backfield. I'm not sure he's going to be a superstar, but as much as I hate to say this because of that whole incident last year with uh, Boise State, I actually think Blunt has looked pretty good in his limited action so far, and if he gets a chance to be the feature back there, I think he could actually be somewhat relevant fantasy-wise later in the season. But anyway, time will tell with Maybe. that. Maybe. I'm not, I'm not ready to crown him the man just yet, so... Okay. Well, he hasn't done anything to deserve it. I'm just looking into the Sherpa crystal ball and 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 trying to. You know, hopefully, I put enough Windex on it, but maybe not. So, as for as for Cincinnati, I I am a little bit more optimistic about Carson Palmer than than Jana is. He didn't look good last week, admittedly, but still somehow wound up with 370 yards. And yes, I realize 75 of them were when uh, when Terrell Owens beat the the cornerback for Cleveland who fell down and then he ran into the end zone pretty much untouched. But I would say yes to Carson Palmer, yes to Cedric Benson and wide receivers Chad Ochocinco and Terrell Owens, yes to tight end Jermaine Gresham, yes to the defense, yes to kicker Mike Nugent, and yes to the water boy. The only person I do not start on Cincinnati is wide receiver Jordan Shipley, and that's because he's questionable with a concussion, and if Cincinnati's smart, they won't play him because they should not need him in order to beat Tampa on Sunday. All right. Carry on. All right, Atlanta at Cleveland. I was pretty high on Cleveland last week, and they did come reasonably close to um, – well, no, they did win that game. What am I talking about? They did win, so yeah, they, they fulfilled my hope in them. I don't know what I've been drinking tonight, but it's, it's, it's affecting my short I don't know. You're all effort. over the place with who you think won last week. <laughs> so that's right. I'm, I'm – Made two mistakes so far. We'll, we'll keep the mistake counter. It's all right. I guess we'll keep you around. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. So that's why your your name comes first in the in the show heading, Vince. So Cleveland this weekend. I don't think they're going to be able to repeat the trick against Atlanta. I think Atlanta is a more solid team than Cincinnati, and I would see them winning this game by a couple of touchdowns, thirty-one seventeen. So, what's your take on the game, and who do you like from Atlanta? I think Atlanta wins handily. I am I'm not as into Cleveland as you are. I do love the state of Ohio, but not so much the Cleveland Browns. Um, I would absolutely start Matt Ryan at quarterback this week. Yes, I'm Michael Turner, obviously. Uh, Roddy White is a wide receiver sensation. I don't think there's any reason you should ever sit him. Yes, on tight end, Tony Gonzalez. Yes, the kicker. Yes, the defense. Anybody you're even contemplating starting from Atlanta, probably go ahead and do it this week. What do you think of Harry Douglas, the wide receiver who looked okay the last I couple games? I think that he could he could definitely make some noise, hopefully starting this week. If he can take some of the heat off Roddy White, that's going to just have even more big play potential for the offense in Atlanta. Um, I think he's a, a decent ticket, a flex player, especially during bye weeks. Um but uh, Roddy White's the clear-cut number one. Even when he's double-teamed, he's still making crazy good catches. So I I don't think you want to, you know, get wild and sit somebody who's a, a proven starter over Henry Douglas, but I think he's a nice addition to your lineup. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of intrigued by him. It seems they've always been looking for that compliment to – to um, Roddy White for the last few years. They've been hoping it would be Michael Jenkins, and last year they were hoping it would be Douglas, and then he, I think, tore his knee up during preseason and missed the whole season. But I'm, I'm kind of intrigued by him, so we'll see what happens with him. So on the Cleveland... Okay, I'm glad we agree on something. <laughs> so on the Cleveland side, I like running back Peyton Hillis. I, I know people are concerned about his running style and whether he's for real or not. He doesn't have breakaway speed, but he does seem to be a bulldozer there in the backfield. So I say, yes, you start him and you start tight end Ben Watson, who seems to have some rapport with quarterback Seneca Wallace. I say no to the quarterback, whether that's Jake DeLome, who's questionable with an ankle problem still and looks unlikely to play. But even if Seneca Wallace starts this week, I, I, you don't want him in your starting lineup against the Atlanta defense then. And running back Jerome Harrison is probable with his thigh injury. There's a possibility they might try to work him into the lineup a little bit more this week. And if they do, um, yeah, 
I I don't know. I I think it's probably not worth starting him this week, but if you've got space on your bench and somebody cut him loose because you know, he lost his job there at the beginning of the season, it might be somebody worth stashing if you have the room and, and see whether Hillis maybe does go down with an injury. No to wide receivers, Mohamed Masakoy, uh, no to... Uh, um, Josh Cribbs, who's questionable with an ankle injury, and no to Brian Rubisky, who's questionable with a hamstring, but you probably weren't starting him anyway. No to tight end Evan Moore, no to the defense, no to kicker uh, Phil Dawson, and maybe to wide receiver Chancey Stuckey if you're really desperate. He seemed to get some work last week, but again, not somebody you want to go sit anybody important for. So on to the New York-Houston game, and much as I would love to see my beloved Giants build on that awesome victory over the Chicago Bears last weekend, I just don't think it's happening. I think Giants will put up a good fight on defense, and I don't think Houston's passing game will be as potent as it usually is, but I just see Houston running all over the Giants' defense, and I think they're going to win this game by... Yeah, 27-21 or thereabouts. What do you think, and who looks good to you on the Giants this week? Well, I think that this is going to be a good game to watch. I'm looking forward to watching it. I think these teams are have a lot, you know, offensively and defensively, so it'll be close, like you think. And I also agree that Houston's probably going to win this by a touchdown. Um, but I would start Eli Manning. I would start Ahmed Bradshaw. Um, I I don't think you want to even put Brandon Jacobs in as a flex player. There's just so much turmoil there right now, and he's just not getting enough carries and looks to make it that worthwhile. If you have to, he's there. He's going to get you a, a handful of points, but it's not going to rock your world. Um, I would absolutely start wide receiver Hakeem Nix, uh, the giant Steve Smith, as opposed to the injured Carolina one. Uh, yes, Mario Manningham. I would say maybe to tight end Kevin Boss. I'm not really in love with him. Uh, but if, say, one of your tight ends is on a bye week or they're injured, he's not a bad replacement. I would say yes to the kicker, but no to the defense just because Houston's got a pretty potent offense. And on the Houston side of things, I'm... I don't think they'll throw as much or as successfully as they usually do, especially if Andre Johnson is still not at full strength. But I think their running game is going to do some real damage, and maybe that will loosen up the defense a little bit for some of the passing game. But they've got a couple of key injuries on offense. Actually, uh, three of their receivers are, are messed up right now. You've got Andre Johnson, who's got his ankle problem, I don't know if he's going to play this weekend, but even if he does, I don't think you want to start him. I wouldn't start Jacoby Jones because he's still questionable with that calf injury. And for whatever reason, Owen Daniels... today either. Okay. And Owen Daniels, I just... As, as much as I liked him going into the season, he just hasn't shown that he's recovered from his, his knee surgery, and now he's dealing with a hamstring problem too. So you know, just look past the name, look at the stats, and I think you want to go elsewhere for your tight end. If you're still carrying him on your roster, see who else is available on the waiver wire. You can probably do better than him. And same thing, I'm not buying into Joel Dreesen's big week last week. I think that was a fluke. So I think Matt Schaub, he's going to have to throw to someone. I think Kevin Walter is probably the wide receiver that you want to own on Houston this week and start him if he's there or on the off chance he's still on the waiver wire. He's a good pickup. Running back, Arian Foster is an obvious start. Defense, I would start them because I don't think the Giants are going to score more than 21 points. And I would start kicker Neil Rackers as well. Anything else on that game? All right. Tight end Owen Daniels is just... He is such a mystery. Like everyone, for the I feel like for the last couple of years, it's just he's going to be huge. He's going to be huge, and he just never ever comes to fruition. I thought he was good a couple of years ago, but now he's had the injury problems for a while, and he just doesn't seem like he's back at full strength yet. So I'm I'm pretty much ready to write him off as a lost cause for this season. I don't think is from from what I can tell that that 
it's anything that a bye week or more practice time is going to cure with him. I, I'm just I'm just not buying him anymore this week. I think I've released him or cut him from all the teams where I had him. So I'm just I'm not a believer anymore. Sorry, Mrs. Daniels, if you're listening. So <laughs> well, let's look at uh, New Orleans and Arizona now. Uh, uh, this this game is going to be ugly. I I just. <laughs> Uh, if, each week it seems like there's there are one or two games where you can just look at that and say, short of a meteor crashing into the stadium, there, there's just no way that the outcome of the game isn't what you're going to be what you think it is. And I think I think Arizona. I mean, I think New Orleans will win this by four or five touchdowns. I'm 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 going to go say it'll be 42 to 10, but it might not even be that close. So so what do you think, and who do you like on New Orleans? I feel like I want to give Arizona a collective hug already just because this game is going to be so, so bad for them. <laughs> they screwed um, up. They let go of Matt Leinert. Uh, I, I don't even want to get into that. Um, well, they obviously <laughs> realized that they didn't do the right thing with Derek Anderson. He didn't even make it to week seven. He was, he's, he's toast in week four already. Okay, I'll, I'll get off my soap dish get now. Into this. We're behind. <laughs> Let's keep moving. Right. We don't want to not get um, through the game you, because we were still arguing about uh, Matt uh, Liner. How many times do you want to interrupt me? <laughs> can I can I tell you how I like to start for New Orleans? <laughs> Please. Um, I think I won't interrupt anymore. Much, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm gonna just continue talking over you at this point. <laughs> For New Orleans, I think you can pretty much start everybody this week. I don't think there's going to be any shortage of points to go around. Obviously, yes, you start Drew Brees. Um, If Pierre Thomas does play, I would start him. If he doesn't, I'm not interested in picking up Chris Ivory or Liddell Betts. They'll probably split the carries 50-50 if uh, Pierre Thomas does not start. So I don't think it's going to be a lot of value there. Um, yes, Marquise Colton, yes, Lance Moore, uh, maybe even Robert Meacham as a flex player, even though I'm not crazy about what he's done so far. I would say maybe on the tight end, Shockey and David Thomas. Yes, the kicker, if you're feeling crazy and lucky, um, I'm just not sold on a kicker in his second week being a little past his prime. So that's a maybe for me. It depends on what your options are. I would say yes to the defense, though. Arizona is absolutely not scoring more than two touchdowns in this game. I mean, their kicker might score 10 points just on extra points this week. I'm saying it's your call. <laughs> okay. All right. For Arizona, the only guy I want to start is Tim Hightower. I say no to Max Hall, and if Derek Anderson you know, gets into the game, you know, you just just – cover your eyes. Wide receiver Stephen Williams looked okay last week filling in for Steve Preston, but you don't want to start him this week. You don't want to start the defense if they're going to be giving up 40-plus points, and you don't want to start kicker Jay Feely if they're going to be scoring less than two touchdowns. Running back-wise, Beanie Wells, maybe if he plays, but not. I'm more... I think Hightower is more likely to do well there than than Wells is this week. And I would also say maybe to Larry Fitzgerald, not because I don't think he's a great player, he is, but obviously he can't catch a ball that's not thrown within 10 feet of him, and I'm just not confident that either Max Hall or Derek Anderson can get the ball close enough to him for him to actually catch it. So that's my take on this game. So hopefully we're done with that and can move on. Yep. All right. Tennessee at Dallas. This one, I think, is going to be one of the more interesting games, if not one of the more high-scoring games of the week. I'll, I'll pick Dallas to win this 24-17. How, what do you think is going to happen, and who's, who's worthwhile on Tennessee? You're trying to appease me after interrupting me. <laughs> not at all. Um, obviously, I'm hoping Dallas wins. I think they do. I don't think it's that close of a game just because I'm not a big Vince Young fan. Um, but I, I think I have to admit that the Dallas defense isn't the world's strongest, and it's probably not a terrible idea to start a few of these Tennessee players. Um, if you're in a two-quarterback league, I think you can go ahead and start Vince Young. Uh, I don't think I'd start him if you're only starting one, though. 
Obviously, Chris Johnson's the start. I think I'd probably start Nate Washington and Kenny Bray at wide receiver. No to the tight end. Yes to the kicker. No to the defense, just because I don't think that it's going to be a low-scoring game by any means. You're not a both skates fan? No. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> All right. I, I actually like him, although I, he's probably pretty low down on the tight end uh, feeding chain. But yeah. anyway, so for Dallas, you're, you're going to like this. I'm saying you would start quarterback Tony Romo. I would start Felix Jones. Supposedly the Cowboys want to get him more involved in the offense this week, where we heard that before. I say yes to wide receivers, Miles Austin and Des Bryant, who's probable with a rib injury, and if Jason Witten, who's probable with a knee injury, um, with a knee injury, is healthy enough to play, which he should be, I start him, and I would start their defense. I wouldn't start Marion Barber just because I expect Dallas to do most of their damage through the air, and I just don't see Barber being a main part of that. Uh, of that effort, and I would not start kicker David Bueller. I might start wide receiver Roy Williams if I were desperate, no. but again, I'm just not oh, sold no. on that on the <laughs> on the previous games, so I I would take a pass on him. I'd still like to start Marion Barber as a flex player. Uh, he does get a lot of goal line looks when they do remember to run the ball. Um, and Jason Witten plays through almost every injury, so I don't think it should be any issue starting him this week. I guess I like Tennessee's run defense a little bit more than you do, but we'll see what happens there. So, well, are we done with this game? <laughs> yes. Okay. I said, well, so, I am a Dallas fan, but yes, we can move on. <laughs> okay. So San Diego at Oakland. I was really high on Oakland last week. I actually predicted that they were going to upset Houston, and they didn't quite do that, but they made it a much more interesting game than I think you thought they would. And this week, just like with Cleveland, I'm off the bandwagon. I don't think this game is going to be close. I think San Diego wins this by a couple of touchdowns, say 28-14. You're finally coming to your senses. (laughs) I filled out my senses Um, months ago. Oh, well, how lucky for the government. (laughs) Um, Yes, I think San Diego is – it's not going to be any question. I think from the first quarter on, it's going to be a no-brainer that San Diego is going to have this locked up. Uh, I would absolutely start Phillip Rivers. I would say yes to Ryan Matthews, who's going to be back to form this week, I'm hoping. Uh, You can maybe look at Mike Tolbert as a flex player, just because I think they are going to be scoring a lot of points, and he may get enough looks for it to be worthwhile, but – that really depends on who's on your roster, who's on a bye week for you, things like that. Uh, I would say yes to wide receiver Malcolm Floyd. I'm not really excited about any of the others, though. Uh, absolutely start tight end Antonio Gates. Yes, the kicker. Yes, the defense. I think, uh, as you say, it should, the kicker should score eight or more points and be worthwhile, which is the Sherpa's high criteria for kickers. <laughs> It sounds like you're you're being sarcastic there. I mean, I would never do that to you. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't think that you would. So how about Darren Sproles? Are we officially burying him, or do we just want to cryogenically freeze him and see I, if he wakes up later in the year, or what do we think is going on with him? I I think San Diego has has sent the message out that he is – He's gone. He's buried. They had no interest in bringing him into the lineup when Ryan Matthews was hurt, and I don't know what he did to get in the doghouse, but he is firmly in the doghouse and doesn't seem to be having any fantasy value right now. Yeah, it's disappointing, but anyway, that seems to be the way they're playing it out there. So I, I just, side note on them, I read somewhere too today that San Diego, and I'm, I'm sorry I can't give credit to the person who wrote this because I can't remember who it was, but it, I would if I could. But San Diego is actually in the top five in both offense and defense, and yet they're only two and two. That's pretty amazing. Then again, it is a small sample size, so if they keep that up for the rest of the season, they should they should be much better than a 500 team. I think they're they're definitely going to go above 500 after this week, but we'll see. So anyway, with Oakland. I'm not optimistic about their prospects for this weekend. The only guy I want to start there is tight end Zach Miller. 
I would say no to Bruce Gratkowski just because I think San Diego's defense is going to give him a hard time, unlike Houston's defense. Running backs, I, I don't want to start either Darren McFadden or Mike Bell, who I like as a pickup, but not to start against San Diego's defense. McFadden's questionable with a hamstring injury. Even if he were 100% healthy, I don't start him. And I'm off the Darius Hayward Bay bandwagon just for this week's. Janice would be happy to know that. <laughs> and Lewis Murphy also. I, 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 I like him in general going forward, but not for this week. I don't like the defense, and I don't like kicker Sebastian Yadikowski this week. He doesn't even have to miss any field goals to make me feel that way. So, anyway, are we done with this game? Yep. Let's look at Philadelphia and San Francisco, which I am very much looking forward to. So who do you think wins this, and what's your score? Um, I I would love to see San Francisco win this, but I think that Philadelphia probably will come out on top. I think Kevin Cobb will sort of come into his own this week as much as Philly fans will let him. Um, but I think he'll San be three thousand miles away. He'll he'll have a much easier time <laughs> doing that in San Francisco than he would in uh, in in Philly there. But we'll see. I, I just think San Francisco is so much better than their record shows. There's I, there's just no way that they should be in last place in their division, let alone uh, winless. I just I feel like they're a way better team. <laughs> and I'm hoping know, it shows this week, but I think Philadelphia takes it probably by a touchdown. Oh, and five. I agree. I, I think it's going to be 27-21 would be my prediction. So it sounds like we're on the same page with that one. So who do you like starting-wise for Philadelphia? Uh, if Kevin Cobb starts, I would start him in a two-quarterback league. If Michael Vick starts, I would not start him. I think it's highly unlikely that he does. But if he does decide he's going to try and pull Superman and take the ball for Philadelphia, I think he's – just in too much pain to actually be useful. Um, I, Mike Bell looks like he's going to get the carries if LaShawn McCoy doesn't play, although I'm not super excited about him. Uh, I would say yes to Deshaun Jackson, no to Jeremy Macklin unless you absolutely need to fill a roster spot. He and Kevin Cobb just don't seem to have any real chemistry. He doesn't throw the ball his way much. Uh, but absolutely start tight end Brent Seller because he and Cobb are roommates and very close and seem to work well together. I would say yes to David Akers' kicker and yes to the defense. Uh, I think it will be a close game, but Philadelphia is ultimately going to win this. What about Mike Kafka? Would you start him if he has to come in as the third-string quarterback? Uh, if your fantasy team needs to have Mike Pasco start, you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe in a four-team league, in a four-quarterback league, but, uh, yeah, probably not happening, or at least for Philly's sake, I hope it's not happening. So, well, let's San move Fra- on to San Francisco. <laughs> San Francisco, I would say yes to running back Frank Gore. He has San Francisco's run offense hasn't done much yet this year, but I think he's going to break out in this game. And I would say yes to tight end Vernon Davis, just because I think he's going to be Alex Smith's safety valve. I don't want to start Alex Smith, though, because I don't think he's going to be able to throw for much against the Philly defense. I say no to wide receivers Michael Crabtree and Josh Morgan, no to the defense, and no to kicker Joe Nedney. I might start Alex Smith in the two-quarterback league. But then again, I, I seem to love the 49ers and Alex Smith for whatever reason. <laughs> hey, what's what's not to love about an 0-4 team? I don't know. I don't even know where this came from, but apparently it's there. <laughs> okay. Let's so move how on. about how about the game that we could probably spend more than a few minutes talking about, but we shouldn't, and that's the Monday night game, Minnesota at the New York Jets. Brett Favre comes back, and he's obviously going to get a warm reception from the New York Jets faithful. You've got Randy Moss coming back. He's obviously going to get a warm reception, too, from the Jets fans. So what do you think is going to happen? The Jets have looked like world beaters here so far, but I actually think Minnesota is going to pull this one out, and I'll go with a score of 24-17, mainly just because I don't think the Jets' offense is going to be able to move the ball against Minnesota either on the ground or through the air. I think Minnesota wins this by 10 points. I think that uh, Revis isn't playing this week, uh, so the Jets' defense obviously is going to be down a notch from their I thought he was. caliber. 
I thought already wasn't. But regardless, he's got a bum hamstring. Not going to be right. Um, but there is some bad blood here since Randy Moss said, you know, he was mailing it in against the Jets, and I'm sure they didn't take too kindly to that. But I, I think that the addition of Randy Moss gives Minnesota the downfield threat that they've been missing with Sidney Rice being out. Um, I don't think it's an issue that Randy Moss is just showing up in Minnesota now. Uh, Brett Favre's just going to go into the huddle and tell him, hey, Randy, go downfield, I'll throw it to you. I don't think it's going to be an issue. Um, you think it's going to look like the Wrangler Brett, commercials? It might. Uh, there might be a dog there. I don't know. You just, okay. You'll have to watch and, and a pickup see. truck I all in the middle of the field. <laughs> I think all eyes are obviously going to be on this game. So I think you can safely start Brett Favre, Adrian Peterson. I would start Randy Moss. I think he will have significant fantasy value. Um, I would start Percy Harvin, tight end Vasante Shanko, the kicker, the defense. I'm starting everybody on Minnesota this week. I think they're going to have a solid game. Yeah, I, I like both these teams just as a fan, but I, I agree with you that Minnesota should win this game. For the Jets, like I said, I don't think they're going to have much success moving the ball against the Minnesota defense. The only parts of this that I want are, are Dustin Keller, and eh, I think the defense might get a turnover or two, but I'm not crazy about starting them, but if you made me say yes or no, I'll say yes to the Jets' defense. Quarter bark, quarter bark, quarterback Mark Sanchez, <laughs> he's gone to the dogs this week, and he's not worth starting. I would not start wide receiver Jericho Cotchery, and I would not start kicker Nick Folk. Running back Sean Green and LaDainian Tomlinson, I would say maybe to both of them. Depends what other options you have. I just don't like their matchup with the Minnesota defense. And wide receiver Braylon Edwards, maybe. And our good friend Santonio Holmes is back from his suspension. So I give him a big stamp of maybe. I'm not too crazy about him either. So, (laughs) But anyway... The, the Jets are what they are, and I think that's we've made it through the, the games with a couple seconds to spare. We have, although I, I disagree. I would start Nick Folk this week. I think that would be a decent start at kicker. Otherwise, right, I, we'll, can, I can get on your uh, Jets bandwagon. <laughs> okay. So we don't really have enough time to uh, talk about the strategy stuff. We still want to talk at some point about how soon are you willing to replace underperforming players and should you always start your star players. But here, I'll I'll give you something. You know those Southwest Airlines want to get away commercials? Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Which NFL players do you think you would put in that uh, category? Which NFL players would you think would want to, would you have star in one of those commercials if you could pick uh, somebody from last weekend that might have gotten embarrassed? I'm, I'm thinking of three players in particular and want to see if you can guess who they are. Derek Anderson. Uh, um, yeah, I haven't thought of him, but he's actually a very good answer. Yes. So, But there are three guys in particular I'm thinking of that had plays that would make a blooper reel. Who else are you thinking of? I'll give you a hint. One of them was the Sunday night game, the Giants and the Bears. <laughs> we don't have time for hints. You just got to tell us. Okay. I would. I think Ahmad Bradshaw should be in one of those want-to-get-away commercials for when he got the ball stripped when he was supposedly looking up okay. at the screen to watch himself. I would give him one of those. Mm-hmm. I would give Tennessee Titans wide receiver slash kick returner Mark Mariani one of those commercials just for the way he – you know, didn't catch that uh, that jump ball, you know, squib kick at okay. the end of the game. And I would also give one to to San Francisco cornerback Nate Clements for getting stripped by uh, Roddy White on that play uh, at the end of the game there where he intercepted the ball and ran it back 40 yards, got stripped, and then Atlanta took the ball and went down the field and kicked the game-winning field goal. So those three guys, I, would, I think they should all be in a want-to-get-away commercial. Okay. Well, on that note, hopefully nobody else is going to be starring in one this week, but we will definitely be on it next week. Um, And next week we'll also be looking at injuries, which hopefully aren't a mile long like they were this week. 
Uh, the matchups, we'll talk about who's on the bye, game analysis, all that good stuff. We'll be here from 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern, as we are every week. And you can get a hold of us during the week via email at the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com and on Twitter under the same handle, the number 4thninchesshow. And feel free to tweet us Sunday morning with your questions about your fantasy lineup. You can also visit us on the fantasyfootballsherpa.com blog and read the Sherpa's football musings on the Huffington Post. That's right. And so one quick question for you. Last question. Which game are you most looking forward to this weekend? Mm, the Dallas game and the San Francisco game. I'm actually, I think I would actually go with St. Louis at Detroit. I think that's going to be the most entertaining game this weekend. All right. Well, We'll thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next week. Good luck, everyone.